Welcome to Break the Stigma, a podcast where we aim to destigmatize the topic of mental health one conversation at a time. My name is Sanjana, and today we'll be talking about how to cope with some types of anxiety with Amulia Madugula. a freshman at the University of Texas at Austin studying nursing. I am a special management liaison with AM for Teens and one of the leaders of Mind Over Matter, a project that focuses on mental health and awareness. We discuss ways to feel better during these stressful and unprecedented times and focus on breaking the stigma around mental health and the importance of seeking help. Our three main goals are to provide resources, create a safe space, and spread awareness through our opportunities or through our volunteers and provide opportunities to do so. Before our discussion, we do want to clarify that anxiety as a whole is a very large umbrella term and a tricky term that has many different types and fine lines that surround the idea. It's important to keep in mind that while it does get thrown a lot around a lot in conversations and the media, reaching out for professional help is always firstly recommended. We wanted to talk about our our opinions and experiences as two teenagers that may sound more familiar to other audiences of the same age group. So to get started, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults in the United States age 18 and older, or 18.1% of the population every year. Anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. In general, there is a lack of awareness on this issue, but hopefully by starting this conversation on anxiety and methods to cope, um, we can make an impact for those who are struggling. Uh, So to get started, Amelia, could you tell us some factors that heighten pre-existing anxiety? Well, there are many things that can contribute to worsening any type of anxiety that people might have. This includes previous trauma that might have been faced earlier in their lives. Um, Most common ones would be stress related to personal or professional life. Uh, Genetically passed down traits that are sometimes just not discussed among family when they should be and drugs or alcohol um, exposure that may serve as depressants or stimulants and are very confusing to users. Identifying these is just an important start to our discussion of why anxiety isn't as talked about as seriously as it needs to be. It's often brushed off in conversations as just being worried or thinking negatively when it's much farther from that. So Sanjana, what are some of the symptoms of anxiety that people may portray without even knowing? So some indicators you may be experiencing anxiety include feeling nervous, restless, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired, and difficulty controlling feelings of worry. But it's also important to know that if you are experiencing these symptoms, it doesn't necessarily mean you have anxiety. Um, It's important to research what you're experiencing to see um, what exactly you uh, have, but it's also important to not immediately self-diagnose. It's best to seek professional help to receive a proper diagnosis. Um, Speaking of which, Amelia, what are some professional ways to seek help for anxiety? Well, there are many other, I guess, 
treat treatments, we have therapy. And you, I think a good start would be to look into your local doctor or psychiatrist. Sometimes a psychiatrist or therapist isn't as easily accessible. So just seeing someone like your physician can also give you recommendations based upon how well they know you too. And it is also important to note that the search to find one is definitely not a short one. There will be many professionals that you come across that you may just not feel comfortable talking to, and that's completely okay. At the end of the day, it's you that, that are asking for help, and it's important to see if you find someone that's best for you and that you are taking the steps to seek help. Another type of therapy that's recommended is cognitive behavioral therapy. Other forms are also dialectical behavioral therapy, and these are used among younger age groups. Topics in this include interpersonal communication, intrapersonal communication, developing healthy relationships, and learning the art of detachment. If financial hardship might be something that you have in mind, check out thero.org's Affordable Therapy Project. So based upon us, uh, Sanjana, do you have any personal recommendations on how you cope with your anxiety besides professional treatment? Uh, for me personally, whenever I am experiencing anxiety, I like to journal my thoughts or even just saying those thoughts aloud just really help because when it's in your mind, it just clouds your thinking and you begin to panic, you experience a loss of breath and it's just hard um so when I journal it it just is so much easier and gives me a lot of um clarity to see those words put on paper or said aloud instead of just keeping it inside myself um, I also recommend talking to other people I know the pandemic has made that a little bit hard but if you can and if you're experiencing these symptoms I recommend you know just calling a friend facetiming them or talking to people in your home um, another tip I have is to get special nail polish if you experience nail biting, which is really common for people who face anxiety. There's a special nail polish you can get like at the drugstore at CVS, and when you paint it and you bite your nails, it has like this really disgusting taste that makes you not want to bite your nails anymore. Um, and lastly, uh, one other recommendation I have is breathing exercises, which doesn't really sound that helpful, especially if you're panicking. Doing breathing exercises is definitely one of the last things on your mind, but it's really important to, in order for yourself to get better, is to acknowledge when you're experiencing um, anxiety symptoms and take um, the necessary steps in order to not worsen it and lead it to a full panic attack, which is why breathing exercises really help. Um, one app I found really helpful is called Breathwork, and the work is spelled as W-R-K. It's really helpful and fun, and it helps distract you from whatever um, uh, thoughts you had beforehand. So what about you? What um, personal recommendations do you have, Amalia? Uh, they're kind of just similar to yours. I think also it's important to note that when it comes to the breathing exercises, some people may think it's only when you're feeling stressed, but the whole idea is to do it even just to like start off your day or whatever you're doing so that when you do feel stressed, you'll be able to calm down and practice those in real time. I also bite my nails a lot. So I actually use clear nail polish. Sometimes I can't have my nails painted for work, but how you using clear can also help because it tastes bad. Um, 
And I guess in the beginning of my day or when I wake up, I like to just like plan out my day. I am really not a big fan of last minute plans or changes. And personally, that that's just who I am. So I like to identify any vulnerability factors that may arise before my day begins. For instance, if I know that I have to go, go somewhere at a certain time and I definitely cannot be late, then setting an alarm or acknowledging that this is something that I will be worried about. This will be, I'll, I'll be able to start early and prevent me from getting stressed late later. I also recently started journaling and writing down things that have happened or will happen that I simply can't control. There are just so many things in life that you can and can't control and focusing on what you can is much more healthier and I guess effective than worrying about things that you can't and letting things go is probably the hardest part for me so I guess writing it down on a piece of paper sort of releases it from my mind and a small breathing exercise that I learned was to draw a square and for every time that you draw a line breathing in for one line and then breathing out for another so you'd like breathe in for one two three four four lines I guess you can draw as many squares as you want and that sort of like makes you focus your breathing with your hands and your senses and distracts you from all the other thoughts that might be going on in your head. Yeah, definitely. Those are all some really good tips. I also thought of one more thing to mention, which is the uh, 5 4 three, two, one grounding method. I know a lot of therapists recommend it. Um, basically, whenever you are experiencing symptoms, um, just use your five senses. So uh, think of five things you can see around you, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste around you, um, which kind of sounds silly, but when you are focusing and thinking of all of these things, it actually helps distract your mind and calm you down, which I just wanted to mention as a personal recommendation. Um, and before we wrap things up, I do want to share some more resources that you can find to help with. Um, our personal recommendations are definitely good methods to cope, and there are definitely others. But again, just to reiterate, professional treatment is definitely the number one way to help if you are experiencing anxiety. Um, so the American Counseling Association their website has multiple resources from articles to hotlines to help you out. And I think there's also a, I mean, the well-known phone number is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's not always for when you're having a crisis, but you can, there's always people there to talk to you. Um, it's 800-273-8255. And then of course, a small message that both of our organizations, our DMs are always open for anybody that needs to talk about anything at all. Definitely. Uh, thank you for listening to Break the Stigma. And thanks again for coming on here for today's episode, Amulia. Before we go, please show some love for our podcast by leaving us a review. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you guys for listening and thank you, Sanja, for having me. If you want to learn more about Mind Over Matter, you can find it on our website at amforteens.org.